I'm author Mark Muncy. And I'm author Erica Lance. And this is Eerie Travels. Greetings, travelers. Greetings, travelers. And we are here. We it's, are. <laughs> I think, right? Yeah, I like how you said that. We're here. I don't know. Let me check. Yeah. No, um, I think that we're recording this a little earlier, but it's yeah. going to air during spooky season. Spooky season. <laughs> I don't know why I just did that. I love it. Yeah. I'm all I, for it. We so. should make a whole spooky season theme. Yeah. Uh, well, what's called destiny. Yes, immediately. So, so like, she, like oh, she's not busy. But destiny's whole thing is coming out and we have more news to talk we about that. News, okay uh, our music but that's later but we have for spooky season kind of an epic thing happening today yes we do yes and we this do. epic thing was brought about by a contact that you had yes uh i have been uh i have been on several ghost hunting expeditions with various paranormal teams throughout my years of experience doing this but there is one team that has stood out as you know, one of my favorite peoples to be with. I, um, I hope when we bring this amazing guest on, he doesn't think you've built him up too high. No, He's probably not. <laughs> but I would just say that he has a very scientific <laughs> bend to uh the uh to the art of ghost hunting. So I would like to welcome the Revlin Lord, Dr. Eric Ordino. <laughs> wow. That was a mouthful. Yes. Well, thank you very much. It, yeah. it is it is a privilege and honor to be here with all of you travelers. You bet. Well, welcome, welcome, welcome. So for those of us that may not know of your amazingness the way Mark does, do you want to tell us a little bit about your amazingness? Um, well, um, honestly, I'm, I'm quite humbled if, if, if Mark is saying that about me. That, that is high praise. So. He didn't stop saying um, we. I'll tell you to be honest. I talked about, because um, when we started the podcast, we talked about doing ghost things. And I myself have had an apprehension sometimes about bringing quote unquote paranormal experts that do ghost hunting because I I watch the TV shows and I'm like, uh, yeah. 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 Well, yeah. You've, got to re- you've got to remember, and it was something that, Actually, one of the the uh, times that Mark and I were actually together at a convention um, many moons ago, uh, we actually did a a uh, a panel on the difference between reality and TV and movies when it comes to ghost hunting and paranormal investigation. Um, but yeah, my my uh, I've been doing this now for gosh, well over a decade and. Um was fortunate enough to get my doctorate in parapsychology almost six years ago now. Um, got that from IMHS uh, there in Tampa uh, yeah. when Eklund Mark used to live in Florida. Uh, but uh, that was a while ago. Got that. And um, shortly after that, um, due to well, a number of different circumstances. I actually am uh, the Reverend uh, Lord Dr. Eric O'Dierno. Oh, and yes, I own some property of 
Scotland, so technically I'm a lord. That's how that happens. So. <laughs> Lady, I own property in both Scotland and Ireland. So I'm so you a were lady. Absolutely. Yes, I'm a former. I put yeah. that on. I just went to Scotland and Ireland and I put that on my pass, That's my nice. ticket. Yeah. Because they let you choose that. And I was like, Lady Baba. And I came through and I'm like, You earned it. They looked at me and I said, I own property in Scotland and Ireland. And they're like, You? Americans. Americans. Yeah. Americans. yeah that was, my mine was the, uh, my reverendship came from the uh Universal Life Church, which for five bucks you could become a reverend back in the nineties. And uh I nice. think they do it. Yeah, no, they do. I I thought I actually got uh yep. that too. So I but and for an people. additional five bucks you could get a title. You are, you are the you are the lady reverend Erica. Yeah, yeah. Well, there's a lot of royalty on this particular podcast, which I yeah, hey, I'm all for that. And my my, oh my, my title, I paid the five bucks for Eternal Philosopher of Absolute Reality because it was the longest one you could choose. So I thought that was <laughs> you are not royalty. I'm not royalty. I'm just the Eternal Philosopher well, of Absolute there Reality. You go. Oh my gosh! But so oh wait, wait anyway, back okay. back to Eric and Lord Eric and his degree in parapsychology. What I gotta ask this question though: What made you choose to go down that degree path? Yeah. Did we have a blip? Oh, I think we have a glitch. So I mean, I've always been fascinated. Oh, there he is. Okay. Been been doing the paranormal. Uh, Oh, oh I, 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 I got lost there for a second. Yeah, now, now you're back. So, so go ahead. Now. We'll edit that out. Um, so I've always, always been Ah, we lost you again. Okay, so I've always, always been interested in the paranormal from a ridiculous Oh. We lost him. Pausing. Where's the record button? He's back. Okay. He's back. He's muted. He's he's gone. Yeah. This is fun recording, Callie. We hope you're enjoying. Cal, we hope you're enjoying this, and you'll be able to edit this. Make us sound fantastic, Doctor Eric. We cannot hear you, so you have to unmute yourself somehow. How about now? Yes. There we go. Perfect. I'm not muted. Nope. We can hear you. Can you hear us? I'm not uh, Okay, so I don't know what the heck is going on. Uh oh. It's the ghost. It's the ghost. Yeah, it's, it's a paranormal uh, connection here. Uh oh. Real slow. Yeah, yeah, we're here. Here, oh, trying to take off our, our video. We'll turn off our video and see if that helps. Yeah, stop video there. Does that help at all? No, we lost him. No, that's damn it. Okay, go up here. Go up here. Yeah. 
Stop the recording. Just gonna pause it. Okay. So, Eric, what got you started down this path from an education standpoint? Um, well, like I had said, I, I'd been doing this for quite a while before I went into um, you know, getting my degree. But um it, it it's always good to expand your your knowledge base, always. Um, you know, when, when, once you stop expanding your knowledge base, you just become stagnant and, and that's never a good thing, but, um, to get the degree, um, which, which was a process. I mean, it, it, it isn't, it isn't, uh, you know, taken lightly, but it is a, uh, it was just one of those things that I really felt would not only help me um, as an investigator uh, of paranormal phenomena, but it would also help me um, with my clients. Um, and ultimately that's what we really should be doing uh, with paranormal investigation, uh, you know, with when you have clients come to you, not when you're like, like when Mark and I had gone to um, the Nace Springer house in Brooksville, you know, that was, it was, a fun investigation it was interesting but there wasn't really any any human interest behind it aside from ghost hunting um, i was gonna say aside from mark's obsession with the may stringer house <laughs> mark well, has an obsession with the may stringer i house. do it's but of course of course the night we went carrie stayed with us the whole night so nothing happened because carrie is ghost kryptonite we've discovered yeah i i unfortunately have the same issue i i am affectionately known by my team as ghost repellent so um, uh i that's why i usually am the one staying as a matter of fact all the ghosts when they showed up were like we're gonna be across the street you know <laughs> call us when they're gone exactly yeah, that's usually um, what happens for me so one of the things we kind of touched on a little bit earlier is um, what is the difference between the type of investigating that you do and what we see? I can't even say this with a straight face. It's fine. It's fine. Unlike ghost hunters. Okay. Well, <laughs> here, here's the thing. There, I'm not. I'm not gonna. You know, go go hard on anybody. Um, obviously, they're doing very well for themselves on TV. Um, <clears throat> but. Um, that being said, um, there are there are processes that they they probably are doing. They just it's not exciting for TV, right? So they 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 may investigate a location for two or three days to get thirty minutes of footage, and even with that. You know they're they're only going to choose the juicy parts, the parts that are going to give them ratings. Um, and again, I I don't begrudge them that at all. But because of that, you've got an entire audience out there that thinks that the second you walk into a known haunted location like the May Stringer House or the Birdcage Theater in Tombstone um, or, or something like that, they're just instantly going to be inundated with all of this activity and all of these little shocks and, and awes. And it, it, it's just not like that. Um, 
Now, don't get me wrong, there, there can be little pockets of excitement that, that go on. But for the most part, what you're doing, what we do um, for our team is try to get evidence that will stand up on its own. Um, there are a, a number of different levels for that evidence, uh, for digital audio or video, all of that. But there, there is a particular group on TV that seems to think that every little piece of dust that flies by a camera is a spirit orb. Yeah. And, uh, we're, we, we don't have to mention names because we all know who they are. Um, <laughs> so yeah, I'm not begrudging them at all. God bless them. That's great. Oh, no, hey, that makes TV. It's exciting. No, it, it does. But I think it, I don't know. I'm one of those people that like I look at, from my own personal experiences and stuff. And then the people who've legitimately going through a hard or bad situation because of what's going on in yeah. their residence or business or whatever. Yes. And you get this idea of what ghost hunting is like. Like I always akin it kind of to um, the, you know, the TV show Supernatural where they had the ghost facers. Yes. You right. know, <laughs> like that about sums up how I see a lot of that kind of investigation, you know, it's those spacers. Yeah, exactly. And, and again, it's just like, um, like in the, in the movies, you know, that, where there's a demonic infestation in the house and, you know, all of this stuff, this crazy things are happening and it's all being thrown at the people of the audience in a 90 minute window. When in fact, these things can and do happen. I mean, there are very well-documented cases um, that go back even further than Ed and Lorraine Warren, uh, even though in the modern era of, of paranormal investigation, they are, you know. Yeah, yeah, like pre even the, Hans Holzer. The know, Adam and Eve, you might want to say, of, of paranormal investigation in the modern era. But um, th these events happen over months even years yeah um, but in order to make a good movie well you can't have an audience sit there for months or years you gotta squish it all down into a, a 90 minute format um so again it, it brings that that level of excitement uh to the audience which is a double-edged sword um like like i said in in my first book <clears throat> einstein paranormal theory and the pursuit of the paranormal nice plug huh? um <laughs> available from fine publishers everywhere <clears throat> well, at least Amazon and Kindle. There you yeah. go. Um, but um, the, the problem with that is, is you've got on one hand, you've got all of these people that are now interested in the idea of paranormal investigation because of movies and TV shows, even, even dramatic ones, even supernatural um, in that regard. But on the other hand, they have this ridiculous uh perception of what's going to be happening yeah yeah um, and there, there's actually a lot of note taking there's a lot of documentation that you have to do um, one of the things that i do like about one of the shows whose names we shall not be naming um, but one of the things i do like is when they actually take the time to show you that they're going through their evidence. Yes. Uh, 
And, and that's fantastic because that, you know, an, an investigation might only be three, four hours long, but in that three or four hours, if you've got eight cameras going, video cameras going, well, instant, that's 32 hours of footage you've got to go through, yeah. you know, so, so, and audio and everything else. And that's if you only have eight cameras, you know, they, they've got many, many more than that. Um, but yeah, I mean, it, it's it's one of those things and you had touched base on, again, one of those other shows that we will not name. Um, <laughs> it's like uh, Voldemort. It's the Voldemort of ghost shows. Anyway. Well, yeah, exactly. It's, it is. It is. Um, but it's one of those things where it's a shame that they really are going for that excitement, that wow factor, that that shock um, mm. uh, to get ratings kind of thing. Because there are episodes and there are times that they really do catch some remarkable evidence, but it's always over yeah, no. because of their antics on the screen. No, yeah. that's true. I remember watching one of these shows. I was sitting there and it was with um, a previous boyfriend of mine. And he was watching. He, he's like, you want to watch this? And I'm like, no, because they missed the boat, right? Yeah. And he goes, what do you mean? And I said, well, one of the ways a lot of times I, I personally feel, I have no degree and no education, but just my experiences, that spirits can communicate is by sort of sending pictures. Like you start kind of seeing what they want you to see, not like visually standing in front of you. I might not be describing that well, but it's more like you see it in your head, right? And there was one episode, they walk into a room, literally say, oh, I just got the image of blah, 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 blah. Oh, wait, is that a shadow thing over in the other room? And I'm like, um, yeah, you just, they, they, you, you missed the obvious. Yeah, because it's, it wasn't Hollywood enough. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, and and again, it it's it. I understand it. You know, they're they're there to make ratings. They're there for the advertising. They're there for things like that. But again, uh, initially, they are actually there to do what we do, um, our, our, um, and that is to help try to improve the human condition. Um, most of the time, like you had touched on, Erica, most of the time when people call us um they are at their wits end they they are scared and it's not like they can call 911 yeah no not, there's not there's not a ghostbusters line like yeah not, not, not as much as we wish but that's that's when they, they they reach out to their favorite paranormal podcast or their favorite paranormal author and send me letters and then i filter them to whoever i think is the, the best i can send and that's you know eric and his team uh, you know, I are one of the ones I've, I've, I think I've referred a few people to you now, right? Yes, you have. Yes, you have. We had a, uh, we actually had a remarkable investigation, um, up in Ocala, thanks to you. Yeah, that one was, that one had all the things and it's so sad. They, they don't want any publicity because that had some, some crazy stuff attached to it. That had, yeah, I was, that was, it, it that was one of the investigations that we really could only keep as research. Um, yeah. because yeah, they, they, they certainly did not want the publicity and, and I understand why, I mean, it would have, it would have probably crimped their, their, um, their brand. Yeah. 
(laughs) their brand but but also we were able to debunk some of the stuff that happened there that they were was yeah and and again that's that's what you have to do um initially is even in a a place that is is quote a known haunted location um you, you have to go in with the idea of of eliminating all real world possibilities before you get into the whole paranormal aspect um and for example uh, the may stringer house one of the investigations we had um in uh, jesse may stringer's uh bedroom which is what what the little it's a little children's bedroom set up with a crib and little dolls and all that stuff um we we got a recording um on, on our digital audio of a, a remarkable sound of like a little kid's flute, like one of those little pan flutes. Ooh, and it, it was playing this quick little tune, just like a second or two. And we're like, holy smokes, you know, we 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 caught we caught something remarkable here. But one of the things, like I said, when you go, we went through our evidence. I mean, it it was checking out. We we had it on audio or digital audio. We had it on the video camera that was in the room as well. We could not pick it up in the room next to it. We did not pick it up in the room behind it. We did not pick it up on the first floor. We only picked it up in that room, except in the digital audio that we had up in the attic, and it was our digital audio recorder was up next to the window and it was very clear that what we were actually hearing were the squeaking of semi brakes oh yeah yeah right being muffled muffled through the curtain and from the dolls and all that stuff and down by the carpet it sounded like a it's just like um paradelia outside it was (laughs) it was definitely It's like, like you look at those ghost photos and you you see the face, but it's really just some trick of light. But paradelia. But yes. yeah, paradelia. Yeah. And uh, and it was like, and that's exactly the same thing, only it's with ear hearing, it's audible. So no, I mean yeah. it makes sense, which which opens up a couple other questions I have, but I know we gotta take a quick break. So we'll be right okay. back, travelers. Absolutely. Erie Appalachia. Gear up for a frightful jaunt into the darkest reaches of the ancient Appalachians. Folks deep within the Appalachian hollers lean close to the campfire to share stories of the inexplicable with hushed awe. Monsters rumbling in the hills, strange lights darting through the pitch black night sky, horrible occurrences almost ineffable in their bizarre tragedy. Tall tales, you might say. Tell that to the Flatwoods monster in Braxton County, West Virginia, or the Goat Man of Louisville. Look into his humanoid eyes and let him know you don't believe. What of those apparitions in Mammoth Cave's Corpse Rock or the Satan spawn known as the Jersey Devil? How do you respond when confronted by these mysteries? From the metaphysical energy that swirls near Serpent Mound in Ohio to Point Pleasant's Mothman Legacy, Mark Muncie and Carrie Schultz explore the dark history lurking in the shadows of Appalachia. Read by Mark Muncy, author and experts on strange folklore with appearances on shows such as Ancient Aliens, The Curse of Robert the Doll, and many, many more. Destiny Beard, the lyrical soprano who will haunt your dreams.
With her alluring melodies and intricate harmonies, this dark siren of wistful song shall capture your soul and lead you into the night. Check out Destiny's new single, The Haunting Is Over, with international musicians Sam Haynes and Gary Bennett, as well as her other musical works at destinybeer.com. Okay, we're back. We're back. Okay. We are. We, oh, we're going to see Mr. Poltergeist Puller in her. Um, <laughs> so, Eric, one thing I want to touch on before we get into like some of your favorite investigations and stuff like that that you've done is you touched on this a little bit, which is perception, right? Because especially when somebody is already afraid, adding things onto the fear can be quite astronomical, right? Oh, like, yeah they hear something and it could be very real and I'm not saying it's not, but I think that when somebody's already afraid or they're already told there's a demonic presence in this house, like it's kind of the rose colored glasses in the negative way where everything becomes aligned to whatever that is. Yes. Do you, yes. so you find that to be the case? Um, it, 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 it can be. Um, oddly enough, the, the, the investigation that we had, up in Ocala was, was a situation like that. There were there were two people involved, um, the business partners, and one had an open mind toward the possibility of something paranormal going on. And the other one was absolutely convinced that all hell was breaking loose uh, on their property. And even though we were able to debunk a lot of their claims or the ones claims um, and demonstrate that this is what's actually happening, they still would not accept it. Um, you know, that, that cognitive dissonance is, is strong. Like you said, perception is, is everything. Um, one of the things that I, I like to say is that belief is the most powerful force in the universe. And yeah. it, it, it really is. Um, it is somebody who's just profound in their beliefs yeah. you're you're never going to change it no it's true i mean perception is reality a lot of people don't realize but that's why you can ask you know x amount of people it doesn't matter whether it's one two a hundred people of what happened during an incident and every single version of the story is going to be slightly different in yes. some way and yes. that's Yes, absolutely. And in fact, one of the things that um, I've trained my investigators uh, to do as well when we do the, the pre-interviews and things like that um, is to actually look for the inconsistencies. Because if you've got three or four people that are saying the exact same thing, then that's a little fishy. Because like you said, it shouldn't be the exact same thing. So... Um, but yeah, perception, uh, everyone has a different view of things. Absolutely. And that can be raised by, uh, you know, how you were brought up, your religious background, your, where you were brought up, up in the Midwest, like some wonderful people that I just met. Uh, <laughs> Don't you know? Don't you know? Don't, Don't you know? know? You betcha. And uh, <laughs> <laughs> Kindred spirit, um, my friend. Kindred and, spirit. And, and, well, anyway. Yeah, absolutely. Um, but, but, but because we're from the Midwest, 
we are going to have a completely different view of the way life is and all of that stuff than someone from the Northeast. Mm-hmm. You know, or someone from Florida. I mean, the idea of somebody from somebody Florida who grew up there, Florida. the idea of smell. <laughs> I'm joking. I'm joking. <laughs> <laughs> drag Carrie into it for that, Mark. That's yeah, well done. Yeah, yeah, drag Carrie. Yeah, there it's is not going to be a ghost that's going to keep you up later tonight. No, 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 no. no definitely not. Oh. But uh, no, yeah, Eric. So yeah, let's let's. You just mentioned your process a little bit. What is a basic process? Somebody calls you and says, "Hey, I've I've got uh, I've got a problem. I'm I'm having you know some some scary things happening in my house. Can you come help?" Okay. So yeah, uh, initially yes, we would we would set up a a an interview usually over the phone. Um, if they are local, I usually would try to meet them at like a coffee shop somewhere where we could just sit and chat out in the open where they could be a little more relaxed, things like that. Um, but again, we we do the interview process, and you know, much like everything in life, your your reputation. Is, is everything uh, in regard to the business world. So um, you have to be careful in regard to folks trying to pull stuff or trying to, um, you know, get get a catch you kind of or gotcha moment, that kind of thing. Um, but meeting people one-on-one, doing these, I've done, gosh, dozens and dozens and dozens of, of interviews now. And, you get an idea of, of where people are coming from. You can tell when people are actually really scared. Um, case in point, one of my very first investigations, and Mark, you know this story. Um, uh, I did the interview. Um, this woman that I interviewed firmly believed that her house was infested by demons. Yeah. Absolutely infested. I mean, she was, she was trembling. She was like, chain smoking, trying to calm her nerves. She was, you know, a very sweet lady, but absolutely convinced that her house was possessed by demons because she had this horrendous smell happening now and then in her living room. There was a blood stain actually appearing on her ceiling in the kitchen. And at three in the morning, every morning at 3 a.m., she'd be woken up by scratching at the walls behind the crucifix that she had in her bedroom. Wow. Yeah. And I was like, well, okay. That, that's that, everything you that's want. <laughs> I was gonna say that's everything you want in demonic possession. Yeah, yeah, that 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 is that is a lot. Um I I did tell her, I said we we're not exorcists, we don't do that. Um, but what I can do is go. And if I can document this phenomena, then I can, if you wish, present that to the church and, you know, they determine whether they're going to send somebody or not. Mm-hmm. Um, with, without documentation, that's just not, they don't, they don't even think about it. Yeah. yeah. So anyway, we, we get there and it was a very small group of us. We went there and um, it, it was my first lead uh, on, on, the, on a paranormal investigation. We walk in, beautiful little house, and I, I'm walking through the house with the lady that I did the interview, and sure enough, we walk through the living room area, and I'm like, wow, that is a, that is a foul stench. 
and it's a it's a clean house, very neat, tidy, but it's a very foul stench. And I went, huh? I said, where's that blood stain? And she goes, oh, over here in the kitchen. I walk into the kitchen, and sure enough, on the ceiling, in, in the kitchen, there is this dark red stain appearing in the middle of the kitchen. And I said, it's not leaking. It's not like a, like a roof leak, something like that. She goes, no, there's, it's never dripped or anything like that. It's just a blood stain. I'm like, hmm. Would you mind if we went up into the attic? She goes, yeah, sure. Now, this is the middle of July in Florida. It was a big uh, I shouldn't have done that, but I did. And so she goes, it's in the garage. The access is in the garage. I thought, like, okay. So I go up. I'm in the attic. And I'm like, okay, so the kitchen's 20 paces back. So I'm carefully walking on the studs so I don't put my foot through the ceiling. And I've got my night vision camera and everything. And I'm looking and recording. And I'm like, okay, right. interesting. Okay. And I come back down, and my team had just finished setting up. I mean, we'd been there maybe 15, 20 minutes. Oh. And I went, yeah, pack it up. We're done. And they, they're, I mean, she was terrified. Like you said, she was already scared. But then when I said that, she's like, you're leaving me? I'm like, well, hang on a second. So I plugged my camera into the computer. I said, I've got good news and bad news. And she goes, okay. I said, I need you to watch this. I hit play and you can see me walk my, you know, video camera as I'm walking through the, the attic. And I look and I'm at the kitchen and there's a big wet spot on, up in the insulation and everything over the kitchen. Look up, there's no leak, nothing like that. I turn to where the stink and all the smell is over, you know, in the living, over the living room. And sure enough, I see these blinking little green eyes and little bandit faces. And there's a family of raccoons living oh. in the So there's the scratching. There's the, there's, there's the scratching. Thing. There's your smell because they'll go to the bathroom over here. They'll eat all their food and throw it over here. Yeah. They're building a nest. They're scratching all night long, pulling the insulation out of your walls. You're just waking up at 3 a.m. because psychosomatically, you've trained yourself to wake up at 3 a.m. And oh, they're scratching behind my crucifix. It's a demon. It's a yeah. yeah. So I said, man, I have good news and bad news. And she goes, well, what do you mean? I said, well, the good news is that you don't have a demon infestation and you don't need an exorcist. And she goes, okay, so what's the bad news? I said, the bad news is you need an exterminator and they're way more expensive. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yes, but way less uh, demanding spiritually. So. Yeah, 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 yeah. So what was your, yeah, what is your best evidence you've found so far? Oh, goodness. That would have to be... Um, uh, just on the on the southwest side of of uh, the Orlando area, um, there was a family whose um, a brother um, had committed suicide, actually, uh, up in one oh. of their upstairs guest rooms. And the family just wanted to figure out what what was going on. What uh, is he still there? What, why did he do it? Um, 
because he seemed to be so happy. He seemed everything seemed to be going okay. And then, you know, when they, they came home and they found that he had, he had killed himself. Mm. Well, we, uh, we actually did a couple of investigations there, but the second investigation we, we did there um, was quite remarkable. We had a thermal camera and this is actually one of the clips that's on our uh, on my website. Uh, but one of our investigators, Kelly, was sitting in a chair right outside the room where the brother had committed suicide. Now we had <clears throat> we had no idea what, what the brother looked like, anything like that. We we just knew this was the brother's room, this is where he committed suicide, all that stuff. Um and we had a thermal camera, night vision, of course, it's complete darkness. And again, you don't need to have that happen. Um, it makes for great TV. Um, <laughs> but there is something to be said about when once one of your senses is diminished, the others become more in tune. Right. And if you've got a night vision camera, it's seeing everything anyway. So you don't need to visually see it. But it also, but it makes your hearing more crisp. It makes, you know, your, your senses, your touch, everything a little more heightened uh, in that regard. But you don't need to have complete darkness for an investigation. Uh, it does add to the fun, I will admit, but you don't need it. Anyway, um, we did the, we're doing the investigation. And... My, my investigator, Kelly, goes, you know, I'm, I'm feeling something really cold um, kind of around me, <clears throat> mainly on my, my right side. And I went, okay. So I pull out the thermal video camera and everything. I turn it on and I could see Kelly. She's, she appears quite clearly in my thermal camera, you know, as a, as a warm figure and surrounding her like sit, sitting in the chair is this massive cold spot in the shape of a man. Nice. Nope. I mean, I'm out. The head, <laughs> the head, hit the door. I would have been like, and I'm done. Okay. Bye. The, the head, the shoulders, the arms kind of like on the arms of the, the, the chair uh, around her. So and radiating cold. It was, it was astounding. Um, and, but he was huge. He was a big, big dude. And we did the investigation. We, we checked for, you know, is it currents from the air conditioning, anything like that? It, it, it had nothing to do with that. So I checked just to see if it was maybe a thermal shadow or something ridiculous like that. Nope. It, I told Kelly, move this way. It didn't move. Move that way. It didn't move. Mm. Everything was right there. Um, one of our other investigators handed her a K2 meter. As soon as she grabbed the K2 meter, it started blinking like crazy. Um, so there was something with the electromagnetic field there as well. So for those that don't know what a K2 meter is, that's the, the those EMF detectors. Yes. Electromagnetic field detector. Yes. Yeah. Um, because as some people may not know, as humans, we give off electromagnetic fields. Everything does. Yeah. Everything that's matter has an electromagnetic field um, because everything is made of electrons, everything. So 
Uh, okay, doctor, using science on our program. Yeah. What the heck? <laughs> I told you. What is that crap? In some way, shape, manner, or form, yes, that's, that's okay. always the case. But the, two days later, we did the, the evidence review, and you know we had gotten some interesting EVPs, things like that, some some footsteps, you know, uh, that, that were happening, um, that the digital audio recorded while we weren't moving, the recorded footsteps. Um, but I, I asked, I said, so your brother, was he, a, what was he like? And she says, well, he really was the life of the party. And I said, okay. Um, was he shy? Was he reclusive? She goes, well, it depends. I said, well, what do you mean it depends on what? And she goes, well, he's a lady, he was a ladies' man. If there was a pretty single girl, he gravitated toward her. Mm. I'm like, oh, okay. Uh, well, Kelly was my only investigator there that was a single woman. Mm -hmm. And I said, really? I said, so was he a skinny guy? Was he little? And she goes, oh, no, no, no. He was like 6'4", 310 pounds. I'm like, so he's a, a big, big guy. She goes, yeah. I said, okay. And then I hit the record button and, or the play button on, on what we had recorded. And she was looking and she just burst into tears. She goes, that's, that's him. Yeah. Goes, so he was still there. Yeah. He's still there. I said, I said, so here's the thing. We asked a, a lot of questions because they wanted to know why. I said, you know, we asked, you know, you know, why did you do this? You seem so happy. The family misses you. And we didn't get any anything that we could use as a, a way to comfort her in, in that regard. But when we when we said, when we asked the question, are you at peace? We got a ton of K2 chatter. Not just off of one of the meters, but both of the meters that were in the room. Um, oh. So it was it was very exciting. So it, we went back, we paused a minute. I said, so just to be clear, you are at peace. If you were at peace, can you light up the K2 meters again? And both of the K2 meters just went crazy. So, so he was just hanging out. He, he was just hanging out still with the family. He just... For whatever reason, just didn't want to be in that mortal cold. And again, listeners, mental health is um, is, is but, paramount. So, yeah. So you know, if you yeah. have any issues, um, call your local services. <laughs> yeah. So it, it, in that regard, that is probably one of my, if not my favorite case, only because we could give some closure to that family, um, and 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 solid evidence that. The brother is still still there and still loves them, and all I mean, all of that stuff. Uh, it, but he was at peace and he was happy. He was okay. He wasn't in in pain anymore, so to speak. And that's awesome. That was amazing. So you've got four books now. Well, I want to ask one question, oh, okay. and then we can ask okay. books. So, final question besides going on about your wonderful books and everything is. Um, what do you recommend for families that need help? How should they go about trying to find somebody like 
you or your team or like for lack of a better word, since we're not talking about other things, um, a reputable, I said that correctly, um, help for people in situations that don't know necessarily where to go. Because again, it's not like you can call the police and say there's a demon in my attic. I guess you could, but that's not going to go well for you. Yeah, not going to go over very well. Um, what, what I would say, you know, I mean, it's the world of technology now. So hop online, use your favorite search engine, um, in, in, do your due diligence ahead of time. Don't just, you know, go down the quote unquote yellow pages, see ghost hunters and fall because you don't know what you're going to get. But everybody has a website now, everybody. And um, usually on the website, like, like my own, uh, we, we explain our processes, we explain, you know, what we consider evidence, what we don't consider evidence. Um, we won't do a seance. We, we're just not that kind of investigative team. We don't provoke, um, like, again, <clears throat> some TV shows, those names who <laughs> <laughs> <clears throat> seem like Every single episode, they're yeah. come at me, bro. <laughs> like, are you yeah. serious? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, and also, if 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 a place is charging an exorbitant sum, run away. Uh, exactly, they, and they should never they should never charge you to do an investigation. Yeah. Um, the, the, I, I, the second somebody, uh, you know, says, "Oh, yeah, we get three hundred dollars to do an investigation," I guarantee you, they are going to find a ghost. Because yep. you're paying them to find one, um, and you, you can't you can't count on that. We we do not charge. Now that's that being said, if somebody wants to make a kind jo- donation, we'll take it. Yeah, but, if they want to buy a if they want to buy a dinner and a movie, you know, <laughs> you're in trouble. Yeah, you're not going to. A guy's got to eat. Yeah. Well, exactly. speaking of which, that was our May Stringer evidence. Was we we had when we did our May Stringer. You you said there was this strange thing you realized on camera, you know, on the on the recording that I was carrying, and then we realized we had stopped at Coney Island hot dogs right beforehand, yeah. and I had chili dogs, so that was the demonic yeah. voice. Yeah. <laughs> sure, but was my stomach telling me we want more? <laughs> yeah, you okay. had you had okay. what we, you had what we call a demon tummy. Uh, yes, demon tummy. Yes, I like yes, it. yes, yes, yes. I like it. Okay, um, so now that we've talked about uh, Mark's gas, Eric, <laughs> it goes off the rails on this show. It really does. Um, does. Tell us about your books and stuff and where people can find you and your work. Well, right right now, um, it's Amazon and Kindle. Uh, we are working on getting um, the books done on Audible uh, as well, but those won't be... Uh, won't be ready uh, for a little bit. Hopefully, maybe by Christmas, that would be great. Um, but right now, uh, we've got the four books. Two are are my educational books. The first one, uh, Einstein, Quantum Theory, and the Pursuit of the Paranormal. Um, basically, that covers our, our science part. Uh, everything from, again, quantum theory and everything involved with that that at least opens the door to the paranormal. And again, by definition, paranormal means outside the normal. It that's all it means. It doesn't yep. mean anything demonic. It doesn't mean there's witchcraft or occultism or anything. Right. 
that those are specific things. The paranormal is something that is outside the normal. And again, just pointing this out, 200 years ago, the idea of dozens and dozens of people getting into a ridiculously heavy metal tube and that metal tube flying across the country in five hours was paranormal. Right. Yeah. That's, that's what we like calling it preternatural. Preternatural. Stuff we don't understand yet. Exactly. Um, so there, there is that one. That one, uh, very excited about. I'm actually uh, re-editing and annotating that one uh, because there is the possibility that a, uh, a university may be asking me to do some some work with them uh, in their humanities department, uh, kind nice. of a religion class. But I think they're looking at it as it'll be a lot more fun for the kids to learn about different religions and different things like that. Um, from a, a paranormal standpoint than just sitting in a lecture hall listening to the professor drone on and on and on and on. I agree uh, 100% of take that so, class. So hopefully, hopefully that pans out. Um, the second book uh, is actually a fiction book that's The Parapsychologist, um, which, as you might imagine, is a psychologist that actually sees ghosts. Um, and uh, the, the adventure slash love story slash paranormal adventure happens. So it, it, it's pretty exciting. That one uh, takes place in Savannah, Georgia. Uh, Very cool. Perfect place. The, yeah. The third, uh, the third book um, that is coming out is another fiction. Uh, is that it, that is out is is another fiction called. Ushabti, uh, and it is uh, based actually in Brooksville, uh, and the May Springer House does appear in it. Hey, oh, very cool! Now Mark's going to have to go buy it immediately. Pre-ordering pre now, pre-ordering now. <laughs> so, so that that's that's an that's an adventure. Uh, that one is that one's a that's a big one. Um, and then my last one uh, is my second educational book called The Psychic Paradox. And um, basically that's to the covers again, the scientific aspects, uh, opening the doors to the possibilities of psychic phenomena. And uh, the paradox actually comes in to having that grounded scientific background and yet still being open to the wonders that are out there in the universe and um you know not just being a complete cynic and, and skeptic or debunker that you know all they're trying to do is the gotcha moment kind of thing or the other person who oh yes i totally believe in psychic phenomena here's my crystals let's let me smudge you with some sage and you're like well you know, hang on. You know, <laughs> the ghost version of that. What is that smell? Yeah. <laughs> From exactly. the TV show Ghosts. I yeah. love that. They're yeah. like, yeah. what is that smell? Yeah. <laughs> yes. Um, <laughs> which is a hilarious show. Yeah. Um, yes. uh, and again, one of those one of those shows that definitely gets people interested in the paranormal. That's the plus. Uh, yeah. The plus is there is, you know, this interest level now. At an all-time high, I think you know we got to go back to Victorian spiritualism 
yeah. to have the interest levels we have now. No, so. I think it's I think it's great. I just wish that when something was good, it doesn't all go in that direction yeah. and the other side is not talked about as much. And that's what I right. think needs to change. Right. But Eric, because we're yeah. going to run out of time here shortly, where can people find you? What's your website? Uh, the website is mementomoriparanormal.com. I know it's a mouthful. It is a mouthful, but we'll include it in the show notes because that'll make it easier for people to click on. And we'll put some of the book links there too. Yes, absolutely. And uh, Eric, thank you again so much for joining us. Yeah, thank you so much. I know you're... (laughs) Can't wait. I know it's a busy time for you, so... Yes. um, so, uh, you know, if, uh, if I get anything sent my way that might be of interest, I'll send it down your way as always. So. And then next time Mark's down you. anywhere near Brooksville, go to the May Stringer house with him again, minus Carrie. So the lodestone doesn't, uh, yeah, yeah. Maybe, maybe we'll only have half a lodestone then. So if, if yeah, but anyway, <laughs> thank you again for listening, everybody, listeners, you know what to do, like, share, subscribe, tell your friends. You know, have their friends tell friends and let's let's get up there. Paranormality magazine. Uh, if you go to paranormalitymag.com, you can vote for us to be in the top 10 paranormal podcasts. We've been up there two Every months month. in a row, yeah. you know, going on three. So we'd like to climb the rankings a little bit. So, you know, uh it always wants to be number one. I, we gotta be, gotta be. We are point. number one. We in are. our hearts, we and are. So that's true. And, Eric, it was fantastic having you. Well, thank you so much for the invitation. If if I may, real quick. Yeah. Um, uh, I will be making an appearance for the first time in a while after some major health issues, but I am going to be at Spooky Empire in Orlando, Florida at the end of October. Oh, so, wow. cool. yeah, that's one of our favorite cons. It's a lot of fun to go to. So, yes. but uh, sadly, we won't be there this year, but uh, definitely have fun there. It's a great, great experience. So you're going to be part of the creator's track there, I assume? Yes, uh, I'm part of the creator's track uh, this year and uh, very exciting. So if anyone wants to come by and say hi, I will have some books there to sign for everyone. And uh, uh, hopefully we can have some wonderful conversation like we just had with Mark and Erica. We we will absolutely, we'll throw it out there so people can, can sign up and go see you. That would be awesome. Get signed books and everything. Yeah. And for those of everybody else out there, we will, uh, you know, just say when you're going out at night, listen for strange things. But remember, you don't always have to see it in the dark. Can you stop trying to creep people out? What are you doing? Yeah, well, he was just saying you can go, go sunning anytime. Yeah, so, well, everywhere. Go ahead. Yeah. And nope. it, but otherwise, we'll see you on the other side.